Stampede. Garner is in 170, recorded 2 5 2023. Distrusting our leaders in government has become commonplace. It's safe to say most people believe the government isn't telling us the truth. Instead, politicians and their lawyered staffs insist our government is being transparent, allowing the American people to see their government at work. When politicians claim this country is ruled by laws and boast we have the greatest democracy on earth, some people, and maybe a large number of people, would suggest those two things aren't exactly true. It's no secret that money walks and talks in the halls of the Capitol building in Washington. Some people and maybe a large number of people, would say powerful corporations successfully persuade the general public to vote for candidates who help those corporations. You see, that isn't democracy ruled by the people. It's a corporatocracy, making sure the right people get elected to protect corporations and the powerful. So, If you believe you've been living in a democracy, the truth may be you've been tricked. In fact, I might say you've become a tool to keep the system going. Now, when it comes to our country being ruled by laws, well, 
Many of those laws are designed to prevent the public from seeing and understanding how our government operates. This happens with the rules regarding classifying information generated by various intelligence agencies in the federal government, our military, and the executive branch of the presidency. It's the processing, production, classifying, and declassifying of information. There are over 4.8 million people in the federal government who have security clearances. But the total of all records kept in the executive office of the president by the National Archives are approximately 13 billion pages, not including all classified documents held in various law enforcement agencies. In other words, America has an unquantified amount of information it keeps from ever being seen, let alone understood. And it may be the reasons why people don't trust our government. The number of classified documents generated by our federal government is said to be in the trillions of pages, but only a small portion of those documents are kept or preserved. The National Archives is charged with holding all documents generated from the Office of the Presidency. It's also charged with centralizing classified documents created by the various intelligence and military departments of the government. Although it's possible, separate agencies like the National Intelligence, the FBI, the CIA, Homeland Security, the Army, Navy, and Air Force or any other branch of our military keep classified documents of their own, which they don't send to the National Archives. 
In fact, even though I don't have evidence to support this, it wouldn't surprise me to hear the U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate generate classified information for themselves, which they don't pass on to the National Archives. So trillions of classified documents may be a low number. When it comes to the National Archives, they use eight categories to determine when making a document classified. First, is it a document of military importance regarding plans, weapons, or operations? Then is the document concerned with foreign government information? Third, is it a document about collecting intelligence? Or fourth, does it involve the State Department's foreign relations? Also, is it a document concerning scientific information related to technology? Or does it fit into the category of securing nuclear material or facilities? Another reason to preserve information is about protecting the service of the national security. And finally, does it relate to developing weapons of mass destruction? It's possible generating a trillion papers each year regarding classified documents might be a conservative number, but it's hard to believe only 4.8 million people are authorized to view classified documents or even pass judgment on which documents will be preserved and which will not. Then there's the question of who and how classified documents become declassified. To put it mildly, the business of classifying documents could consume the entire functioning of the government.
I'm not an investigative reporter. I try to predict what our future will be. As such, I like to consider myself an artist, which also means I can't claim to be right all the time. Being artistic is very subjective. I rely on evidence. So when I say our government is preventing the American people from seeing and understanding what is done during military engagements around the world, I think I'm being accurate. In recent years, there have been a military intelligence specialist, a government contractor, and a distributor of secret information who leaked government secrets to the public. Chelsea Manning, Edward Snowden, and Julian Assange have been accused by our government for revealing information that endangered the security of this country. Now, in the case of Chelsea Manning, she was accused of revealing secrets to the enemy and was initially facing the prospect of being executed in the ruling of a court-martial. Manning's reason for arrest involved passing over 750,000 classified and or unclassified sensitive military and diplomatic documents to a non-profit organization called WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks is an international publisher of news leaks and classified information provided by anonymous sources. Manning's story is complicated. She was a man who transitioned to a woman and admits she had a female gender identity since childhood. And while she was a man in a U.S. Army unit serving as an intelligence analyst in Iraq, passed classified information to WikiLeaks. While imprisoned, Manning underwent what is called gender dysphoria and transitioned to a female. After being court-martialed and imprisoned from 2010 until 2017, President Barack Obama commuted her sentence. I won't discuss in detail Manning's sexual identity issues, even though they may have played an important part in her releasing classified documents. But what should be clear at the heart of why our government keeps secret information from the American public about wrongful policies is a very moral question and deals with what is right and honest or what is wrong and dishonest.
Keeping secrets may be suggestive of doing something wrong. And I might say it's what occurs in one's own personal life and not just what our government does. Some men have long kept secrets revealing their attraction toward other men. I won't criticize or defend homosexuality except to say in most male-dominated societies and most major religions, homosexuality is considered an abnormal behavior and it's existed in secrecy. Homosexual behavior comes in various forms and in many cases is unavoidable. And I would never criticize someone for being who they are because of an unavoidable condition. However, I will say this. I don't believe homosexual behavior should be encouraged in society. An individual who openly admits being a homosexual may have a right to say that, but to encourage it may be wrong. Statistics show that homosexual behavior leads to three to six times more suicides than with heterosexuals. Now, when Chelsea Manning released 750,000 documents to WikiLeaks, some of those documents were held in secret because they clearly demonstrated conduct that was wrong or even immoral. It revealed a side of America's invasion and war with Iraq. But I'll let you decide if Manning should have revealed one of our government's secrets. One of the documents he passed on to WikiLeaks was a video made in 2007 and was labeled the Baghdad Airstrike. You can access that video by reading Chelsea Manning's Wikipedia biography. In that video, it shows two U.S. helicopters firing on and killing 10 people and wounding two children. The pilots had mistaken two Reuters newsmen carrying cameras for weapons. In war, many mistakes take place. Some might say savage mistakes. But does our government have the right to keep it a secret?
In 2010, the New York Times released a video of the Baghdad airstrike supplied by Julian Assange. It came from Chelsea Manning, an Army intelligence analyst, and resulted in her arrest for revealing over 750,000 sensitive government documents relating to the Iraq war. An Iraq war that I might say was instigated by our government, accusing Saddam Hussein for developing weapons of mass destruction. That turned out to be false, but it started a military engagement that persists today. There are lots of reasons why many people don't trust our government. And I'll say this, you can't have a future for very long if your government can't be trusted to tell the truth. If one of the categories in the National Archives is for determining classified documents about weapons of mass destruction, then it's obvious our government is intrinsically involved with producing those kinds of weapons. And I don't just mean nuclear weapons. No, there's plenty of reasons to believe our government didn't stop producing weapons of mass destruction after we detonated two nuclear bombs in 1945 to end World War II. And for that matter, we aren't the only ones to produce those kinds of weapons. The new weapons of mass destruction make a nuclear bomb nearly insignificant and probably deal with the structure of all living things, the very thing that identifies each and every one of us, our DNA. If you're capable of unraveling the structure of the DNA molecule, you can assume doing that requires a lot of secret classified documents. And you thought you were safe. Well, we've never been safe from lots of things in this world. But classifying documents, especially documents related to targeting the composition of our DNA, won't make us safer. No, we've been building the wrong things since 1945. And it's beginning to show there's plenty of reasons for seeing why we need secrets. Because the truth is too difficult to handle.
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard a cut of a soundtrack from the movie On the Beach, composed by Ernest Gold, Mysterious Signal. Then from the 1973 movie The Exorcist, Jack Nietzsche's Canon for Orchestra and Tape, followed by Max Richter's recording Arboretum, from the album Blue Notebooks. Then another minimalist, Philip Glass's composition Prophecies from the documentary film Oyana Squatsi. Then from the 1991 movie Kafka, Eddie's Dead by Cliff Martinez. And to close, Wes Dylan Thordson's composition Physics from the 2019 movie, Glass. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.